Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of the Thistle Rugby Podcast, the only rugby podcast that cares about Scottish rugby. How are you guys doing? I'm David and I'm here on my own with Alan. You're not on your own then. Well, I'm on my own with you, so it's just the two of us. Yeah, good to be here. Matt's left us just the two of us. Yeah, where is he again? He's gone off with, you know, his mate Big Harry. Oh yeah, Big Harry. Going, They've rented a camper van and they're off around Isle of Mull for four days. Pretty nice. It's nice. That is a weird trip, though, isn't it? It's big Larry is, as you know by his name, he's a big guy, and that camper van's quite small. Yeah, uh, they'll have a great time. But I suppose that's what they're up to. But uh, thanks again for uh, joining us, guys. Um, listening to us on iTunes, Acast, or any of the other podcast apps that are out there, uh, because we have managed to get ourselves onto all of them. Um, you've been chatting to us quite a lot on uh, Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pods, and uh, we've managed to pick up some um, some new followers on Instagram after we asked you. So thanks a lot for that. And only 50% sex bots this week. Exactly. So we've managed to come down from 100% sex bots to 50%. So that's promising, I think. It's baby steps. And we've managed to pick up some more sex bots on Twitter as well. So we're continuing. (laughs) That core demographic is still there, which is great. Um, So that's on Instagram, thistle underscore rugby underscore pod. If you're on there, we're doing some news, team sheets, and um, all bits and pieces on there. So please get on there and give us a follow. And if you're on iTunes, please get on there and leave us a review. Really helps us get our name out there, get ourselves up the rankings, and uh, you know, just to talk about Scottish rugby to more, more and more people. How about this one from our fan Maboza Richie? <laughs> Great name, um, five stars. An enjoyable podcast fills the gap in the market for exiles like me who struggle to find much discussion of the Scottish game. 
It has also helped me broaden my vocabulary with many posh boy adjectives such as punchy now regularly included in my speech. Not bad. Not bad at all. There we go. I didn't know that punchy was such a... Such like a, a was it rare? Is that a posh boy adjective? I, I well, I think we've got to trust him on that. We've got to we? trust it, yeah. There we we wouldn't know, would we? We would. Well, that's we the point. Would, that's literally <laughs> the thing. We wouldn't know. He also finishes off by saying his last line: "Maybe they will finally let me into the new club now." Yeah, well, I've actually never stepped into the new club, but Matt Haney is a posh wanker and is a member of the new club. Exactly. Matt is a member. So, um, Maboza, if you just write to the new club and uh, mention Matt's <laughs> name, I'm sure we can get you sorted um, with a membership straight away. 25% discount if you put hashtag ThistleRugbyPod on your uh, application form. Yeah, exactly. So, um, enjoy that. Great. <laughs> Look at us building bridges with the new club. That is great. Um Good show for you guys coming up tonight. Loads and loads to talk about off the back of um, two Scotland team wins at the weekend. Great, wasn't it? Well, one great, one not so great. Yeah, but, you know, that's Edinburgh. A win's a win and all that. Um, We have got some gossip for you on the future of Finn Russell and um, John Barkley. Some exciting stuff there. Uh, We'll also look at some other news which has come out this week, including a really positive injury update coming out of Edinburgh. We will have a look back at the weekend's game. Um, Glasgow's win against the Cheetahs of Bloemfontein and Edinburgh's massive win at Myerside against uh, Zebre. And um, then we'll look forward, preview Glasgow against Exeter and Edinburgh versus London Irish. So, busy show, lots to talk about. Absolutely. I'm buzzing. Should we start with the goss? I know you love the goss. Talk, talk to me, what you got? Right, let's talk about the goss. We, this is to do with Finn and Montpellier. Big Finn. So... Good source, I would say reliable, reliable source. Somebody would have a really good line into the SRU. Yeah, um, has told us that there's been a pre-contract agreed <sighs> with Montpellier, but quite intriguingly, because a lot of people have been talking about, it, we have heard that Vern Cotter has a clause in his contract or some sort of incentive scheme to bring Finn Russell to Montpellier. He'll get a bonus if he brings him. It, the, the Montpellier chairman's mad, isn't he? He's quite mad, yeah. So, and he's obviously just a big fan of Finn. He's a really big fan of Finn, but he's got Aaron, Aaron Cruden, so why does he need Finn? Because he's got so much money and he just doesn't care. He does have a lot of cash, to be fair. And also, in, within that clause, we were told that Johnny Gray's included as well. So if he brings Johnny Gray, he gets another bonus. That is punchy. Isn't it? It's very punchy. That is real punchy. Um... Yeah, no, it's it's very strange, and you know, I think it was pretty obvious when sort of Vern Cotter did his last game at Murrayfield. You see sort of the emotion on him. It was kind of like it, the project was sort of half completed, and you know maybe this is just his last kind of fuck you to the SRU. Yeah, I, it could be. Um, but look, I know we've we've we talked about it before. I I don't begrudge Finn moving away. You know, he's had he's had his head injuries. I think it's a sh- it's a short career, and I just think if you're getting offered what probably is minimum sort of double, double his current salary, then I think it's just something you've got to take. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I'd, I'd, from a rugby perspective, I'd much happier if he's going to leave. I'd much happier, be much happier if he went to England. Somewhere like Bath, who seemed to need a, um, you would think of maybe one of the leading contenders needing a 10. Maybe Exeter as well, Steenson on his way out, possibly. Well, chat is Exeter going to go for Lazowski. Ah, because he's going to be Permi second place to Owen Farrell at Saracens. That is an interesting one. So there you go. That is Finn um, and Montpellier. The other one we got a little bit of intro uh, 
information on is that we're hearing from another well-placed source that John Barkley, current Scotland captain, has got two offers from France on the table for um, for next year. To be honest, you'd be surprised if he didn't have two offers on the table from France. Yeah, I think you're right. You know what? He's 31, kind of captain of Scarlets, captain of Scotland. He's just won the Pro 12 with the Scarlets. There's kind of not very much else he can do. I, you got to think that that's, there's three years of a nice, juicy contract in the south of France just sort of chilling in Toulon. Exactly. And what is he? He must be 31? Yeah, I think he's about 31. So, I mean... And, you know, you look at the young lads coming through. He's been an amazing servant for, for Scotland, but you'd think he's probably got one, maybe two more years at that top, top international level. Why yeah. the hell not go and get a payday? No, absolutely. I think he's got to just be aiming for the 2019 World Cup, and then that's got to be his sort of international career done and dusted, I think. Yeah, you should have thought so. Well, so there you go. We will keep an eye on those, um, but we think there is some good chance that they might be both heading to the south of France next year. Other... New, not so much news, but do we owe Tim Visser an apology? I think we owe him just a very soft apology. A little soft apology. Well, congratulations on your two tries, Tim. We're very sorry that we said you were out of form, but, you know, maybe that was the, the kick up the arse that you needed. Yeah, exactly. He heard the pod last week, and he was at the stoop, and he was like, I'm going to show those bastards on the This Robbie pod what I'm made of. And that's it. And we've, we've been showing. Yeah, we've been showing. No, it's, you know, we, did, we talked last week. I think it, last week was his first game back. Um, sorry, two weeks ago was his first game back. Had been struggling to get in sort of the Harlequins team, and sort of Harlequins had a big game this weekend, and you know finishes two tries pretty well. Yeah, I mean he, he he looked good. It's the first time he's had proper minutes for Harlequins, so I think it's a really, really, really positive thing. Um, and yeah, sorry, sorry about that, Tim. Did you see what other Scottish player scored a try in the Southern Hemisphere this week? In the Southern Hemisphere? Yeah. No. Not Hugh Jones. Playing for Bay of Plenty, Hugh Blake. Hugh Blake. Son- down for Bay of Plenty. Sauntered over the trial line. Obviously, I think the first um, Dubai Sevens is the first tournament of the the circuit, and it's not till start of December. So he's obviously just playing Mitre 10, just ripping up trees down in um, New Zealand. I think that's fair enough for him. Yeah, I know. Scotland Pla- legend Hugh Blake. I mean, pretty glass. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Good for him. Um, and then off on the sevens tour. His life is not bad, is it? I mean, he's having a pretty great time. He's a decent, decent life. Um, I thought you were talking about um, Blair Count because he scored for London Irish. Oh, did he? He's got a really good finish, actually. He sort of wriggled. He got chopped down on the five and then sort of wriggled over. Powerful. Looked good. Um, also, energy. Uh, energy? What am I talking about? Edinburgh. 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 En- bringing the energy. They are bringing the energy after that win. Injury update. Mark Bennett is going to be back competitive rugby mid to late December. Duane van der Merwe, competitive rugby early November. Darcy Graham, mid-November. Cool. Sean Kennedy, mid-November. Rory Sutherland, loose head crisis alert. Full training late October. So just in time. Absolute dream. Rory Sutherland's the big one there. Yeah, absolutely. For, for Scotland as well. Yeah, absolutely great to have him back. I think it's it's been. It, I mean, you, people probably overuse the word crisis, but there is sort of a loose head crisis in Scottish rugby. And you know, Roy Sutherland has had game time for Scotland. And I know, good to good to see him back. And I think probably for Edinburgh, Mark Bennett on the horizon. I think at the start of, start of the season, when kind of Christine was sort of um, playing pretty well. 
Robbie Fruin looked like he was getting a little bit sharp, but they've both sort of picked up a few injuries and um, Jimmy Johnson took a real heavy hit on Friday. I think the fact that Mark Bennett is coming back is a real, real bonus for Edinburgh. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how this South African lad who came, uh, Duhan van der will get on. So I don't know anything about him, but I do follow him on Instagram yeah. and he is A, absolutely huge and has... His girlfriend is literally unbelievable. Is she really fit? Yeah, she's... I mean, and, and also, he is literally ginormous. <laughs> Probably one thing led to the other. Yeah, no, he's... I mean, he's having a pretty good time. He's having a very good life. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. And also, it'll be great to see Darcy Graham back. Shame that he got injured so early on in the season because he really was the sort of uh, a really exciting prospect in preseason at the early games. Yeah, no, it absolutely looked like game down in Melrose, looking sharp. The first couple of games in the uh, in the Premiership was looking good. So, no, good to see if he can get some game time, um, especially over the Six Nations. Yeah, absolutely. Shall we move on? I'll give you the choice, Alan. Where would you like to start? Myersides or Bloemfontein? <laughs> talk to me about Bloemfontein. Let me talk to you about <laughs> Bloemfontein. That was Glasgow Warriors' bonus point victory against the Cheetahs, 29-26 with tries, two tries from superstar signing Callum Gibbons, um, Henry Pergos and Rob Harley also crossing the whitewash, and Finn Russell adding the extras and one penalty. Alan, I was on a train, so I couldn't watch it, but I was following live. I was also texting you, so I pretty much had your commentary, but what did you make of it all? Is there, has there been a better signing in, a, in, a, in Northern Hemisphere rugby this year than Callum Gibbons? Possibly not. Johnny May maybe for Leicester because he's scoring loads of tries, but other than that. That is a good show, actually. But Callum Gibbons, I think this might be like his third MOM in like six games. He's he's, um, he's like he's much better than Were you about to say unplayable? I wasn't I don't know if I was gonna say <laughs> unplayable, but he is like he's much better than like people that we've seen in this league for a long, long time. You know, I completely agree. And I think actually when you when I know when Josh Strauss left at the end of last season, I was quite worried about sort of the, the goal forward that Josh Strauss kind of gave Glasgow and sort of the intensity he could sort yeah, of definitely. bring in those close quarters. And actually, I think Callum Gibbons, if anything, brings that same about same amount, but also kind of does it for a full 80. Josh Strauss was the sort of guy who could do it in bits and pieces, but couldn't do it for the full, full 80 minutes. And Callum Gibbons just week in, week out, was just performing at that top level. So, no, absolutely great to see. And, um, and what about that man, Finn Russell? He can play a bit. He can play a bit. I mean, he there's moments of absolute madness, like genu- genuine madness, like thirty that thirty meter pass against England madness. Yeah, and there was I think it was a point just after the after half time when he did sort of his second or third little kick in a row, where I sort of screamed a little bit at the television. And then five minutes later, he put through another little chip kick where. Henry Pergos, 10 seconds later, went in under the posts and then he yeah. did a crossfield kick and Rob Parley scored the winning try. And that's probably why we don't want to see him go to Montpellier. <laughs> that's why we don't want to see him go to Montpellier too much. He's just, he just adds that something that Scottish teams haven't had in so, so long. And he really makes that Glasgow team tick. That combination of him, him and Ali Price is really, really special. Yeah, absolutely. And I think actually in the back line, the guy who stood out for me the most was actually uh, Johnson. Um, yeah, he looks great, doesn't he? Playing inside centre. I think he fronted up really, really well on defence. And um, in attack, it was probably one of his best games 
best games for a long time. And um, I was thinking for this game against Exeter at the weekend that Pete Horn was maybe a bit of a shoo-in for 12. But actually, Johnson and Grigg playing well together in the centres, really solid defensively, big, hard runners. Away, away to Exeter, especially if you've got Rue Jackson at 15, who can sort of has a similar game to Pete Horn. Maybe that's sort of the combo you're going to go for. Poor Rory Jackson was absolutely blowing by the end of that, wasn't he? He he didn't even get tackled. I know, he just had to fall over. He actually just chose he to fall over. Like, he was like, that's it. I've done what I can do, which I actually quite respect. He's just like, listen, I've made this awesome like interception. I've done it. You know, I've run 60 meters further than everyone expected me to. Uh, I mean, I never, I never saw him going that far. I couldn't believe it when he, he seemed to be surrounded by three players and then that fan. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? It's, uh, I mean, for a man with not the greatest rig of all time, he's got a goddamn powerful fend. Yeah, I know. Um, Top 10 worst rigs in Scottish rugby, surely. Yeah. For backs, for backs at least. For backs at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, really, really good. I think... He's, he's looking like quite a good signing, actually. I've always said it. I've Talking al- about great signings, he's not quite Callan Gibbons, but he is. He has looked very, very good. Yeah, no, I think absolutely. I think... You know, he, I think he is a classy player and I think he's sort of struggled a bit with um, with Harlequins, maybe just didn't get as much a, a run of games as he he wanted, bit of back football. And now with Glasgow, he's kind of getting this strong run of games. He's kind of coming in at, coming in at 15, kind of getting to come in at second and third receiver. And look, he's not, he's not going to make big 50-meter breaks, but he can kick... He's a great distributor, and he's a real solid operator at the back. Yeah, absolutely. Who else was looking impressive for you in the pack? Uh, in, the, I actually didn't think the pack had that great a game. I think um, at the breakdown, for big parts of the game, actually, a lot of the players struggled a little bit with how intense the cheaters were. I think part of that is to do with how intense the cheaters were at the breakdown. Also, I think it's because Clancy was generally quite terrible. Like, people were literally all over the shop, yeah. coming in from the side, off the feet. Um, people something were... about being in the Southern Hemisphere. The rucks get refereed like a super rugby ruck as opposed to like yeah. a Northern Hemisphere ruck. Oh, it's like absolute it's carnage. Complete joke. Um, and I actually thought a few, a few of the players didn't have bad games. People like Wilson and Ash. Gray looked a little bit off the pace. But I think just... At, when you compare them to someone like Calum Gibbons, and obviously he's used to that sort of like super yeah, rugby style, I just felt they just weren't able to sort of bring it up to that level. Yeah, a bit of a baptism of your fitness fire for Johnny Gray, being like, how about, how about that uh, at yeah. altitude, lad, having been injured for, um, for three months? But I mean, I think there's, there's only so much we can say, and we will come on to speak more about Glasgow and how that pack and our concerns possibly about how that pack will front up against um, Exeter on, um, on Saturday night. But... The Glasgow train rolls on. Six out of six, the only team in Europe to be unbeaten. It's 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 incredible. Yeah, and then I mean, if we just look specifically at the um, at the Pro Fourteen, you know, we've got Zebra. You're looking at a win, and then Leinster at home, which you know you you probably back hopefully back Glasgow to sort of take take that down. That's Scotston, yeah. I don't see uh, Scotston would has got to be becoming a very difficult place to, for people to be to be visiting. Yeah, the, the change in pitch, the the quality that Glasgow are offering, they look fit. They look really, really fit, and I think yeah, 
if you want to listen to a really inferior um, podcast, the BBC podcast has Ali Price on it at the moment. Um, and he's talking about, you know, we didn't, we were told by Dave Rennie not to consider the altitude. We are fit enough to play 80 yeah. minutes at this altitude. So that's no excuse, lads, which I thought was really, really interesting. And I think it showed at the end. I think there's quite a few teams that have played, a couple of teams played the cheaters down there, have really struggled in the last 20 minutes, whereas actually Glasgow went into the last 20 minutes, about six points down, and ended up coming out with the win, which sort of probably showed just how fit they are as a team. Can we quickly talk about Ali Price's accent? We can quickly talk. I don't want to plug the BBC Rugby Pod too much. But, I don't. Um, sort of, it, is, it is weird, isn't it? You know, he's obviously from like Norfolk or like Cambridgeshire. Yeah. And he's been in Glasgow for four years now. And he's now just getting that weird blend of like West End Glasgow and like <laughs> Norfolk boy. Which I don't think that blend's ever been tried before. I, I think it's the first of its, it's kind. A, it's a unique blend. No one from Norfolk's ever made it to Glasgow. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, it was a bit funny. Yeah. He was, quite, <laughs> he was quite good, actually. No, I thought he came across really, really well, actually. So, Ali, I know you're listening out there. You can come on the pod next week. Just drop us a message, yeah? Anytime. Don't Anytime. worry about it. You're welcome to come on the pod. Just let us know. All right. Um, right, so we leave Glasgow. Let's just touch on Edinburgh, shall we? Yeah, you know, obviously... Both of us couldn't go and watch the match and live, and it was um, it wasn't shown, which was annoying. I don't really understand. I don't. I don't really understand. But we've seen the highlights, if you can call them that. But I mean, I, I'm kind of glad I didn't watch it. Yeah, it, w- it would have been a really bad Friday night. But I mean, I feel like Edinburgh Robin, maybe it's part of, part of any sort of contractual arrangement they have. But just put up a camera, people will watch it. You stream it on YouTube. Yeah, it exactly. just feels like a very easy sort of thing to do for the fans. Put it on Periscope. Get someone on the other side. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, 16-15 victory with um, Watson's legend Stuart McAnally getting over there for the winning try. The pudding, Duncan Weir adding the conversion. A couple of pens and Jason Tovey adding another penalty as well. Is this a case of, are Zebra better than they were last year? Are Edinburgh a little bit better than last year? What's, what's your analysis of it? I mean, I think it's undoubtedly Zebra and Treviso, both Italian teams, are better than they were last year. Which is great for the league, undoubtedly. No, definitely. Um, but I think, you know, after the first two games, I think we were sort of singing the praises of King Cockers. And I think possibly we uh, praised him a little bit too soon. Um, I think it's a big job. I think it is. He's got quite a lot of work on his hands. Yeah. Um, but is this is this a game that Edinburgh would have lost last year? Yeah, I think we would have. And you know, it's it's baby steps. Um, and I think, as we said at the start of the season, I think we've got to be aiming to getting to coming fourth in that pool, and we're currently fourth. Yeah, three three out of six. I think we probably would have taken that at the start start of the season. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, a couple of big names to come back. I think Mark we talked about how big a, a loss Mark. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ben it is. Um, and you would expect that probably within the, sort of the international period, Edinburgh should hopefully be looking to try and pick off some of the bigger teams. Um, Definitely, because I'm just looking at the starting team. There'll be a few that will go up, but not... Uh not huge. There's a few Cocker's favourites appearing. The lads yeah. that are playing every week, Stuart McAnally previously mentioned, having dropped pretty much off the Edinburgh radar last year behind... Um, Cochrane. Behind, yeah, behind Cochrane. And, and Ford. And Ford, obviously. He seems to be becoming a bit of a favourite and starting most of the games under, um, under Cockrell, which is good to see. Kinghorn, obviously, is getting huge amounts of game time, which is great and well-deserved. Um, but you said Jimmy Johnson took a bit of a head knock, did he? Yeah, no, I think it's, some said he was um, out for a considerable period of time and seemed to sort of be all right after the game. But um looks like he'll probably be out for a couple of weeks. Interesting comments were made about Blair Kinghorn this week. I can't remember exactly who said it, but they said that whilst he makes, I think it might have been Cockrell, that he makes too many mistakes to be an international fullback currently. I can believe that. Yeah. Well, if you think about last week or whenever they lost to um, it was to Leinster, Leinster and he had that kick, accidental crossfield kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, under I, pressure, it's you know absolutely. the sort of thing Stuart Hogg wouldn't have done that. No, he wouldn't have. And I think the I think the point is is that you know whilst in these Pro 14 games against Treviso and against the Dragons, he's going to make you know. 30 meter breaks he's not going to get these chances against international teams but he's still going to make these mistakes and actually if anything he's going to be pressurized to make more mistakes yeah exactly um another person who's getting lots of game time will and now wp Nell's getting a few games strung together which is really really encouraging to see i mean that's it's, it's what we just need need him to stay fit we just need him to stay fit i don't know if, if i haven't seen you know the glowing reports that he used to get presumably he's just anchoring that scrum very solidly i haven't seen him you know, absolutely dominating, but... I saw one. I, I don't even want him to be, like, getting in the loose. I want him to just do his job, do scrums, hit rocks. Yeah, and Alan Dell came back. Alan Dell came off the bench um, for the final 20 minutes as well. So he's coming back. Yeah. From it. So that is a loose head. Yeah. We have one loose head. It's all good. So we're looking... Uh, stars are aligning. Hmm? The stars are aligning. We're the stars beat New are aligning for the, for the New Zealand victory <laughs> in the second week of November. I mean, I don't think there's too much to talk about Zebra other than that it's a win. Yeah. And we're happy with that. It's done. Move on to London Irish. Which is going to be an interesting one. And um, that was a nice little... Nice transition. Little, yeah, it's a very nice transition, Alan. So, Edinburgh versus um, London Irish in the uh, European Challenge Cup. What do you reckon to this one? Uh, tough game, you know. London Irish, I think, only won one game this season, but put Leicester Tigers like super, super close this week. Blair Cowan's playing really well for them. Alex Lewington of the wing is an absolute quality player. You know, down at the Majeski, it's not going to be an easy time. I think, um, I think both teams probably actually aren't that bothered about the Challenge Cup. I, I'm not sure that Edinburgh are going to put too much focus on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm minded to... I think in our preview show, we thought that Edinburgh might have a crack at it. Yeah. The, my only thinking is that I don't... I don't know. 
how much sort of benefit can you put on a winning mentality? You know, if they can keep on just racking up wins and they become a team that gets used to winning, whether it's against London Irish, Zebra, or Krasny Yar from, um, from Russia, like yeah. getting wins does something to a team. Especially away wins. Like away wins. So, I mean, they're coming down to the Majeski. London Irish, they've been, they obviously got that um, beginning of the season win against Harlequins. And then they've been very close to an awful lot of like the Premiership big boys. Yeah. Often letting teams get way out in front of them and then clawing back to within sort of one score and they're picking up bonus points and things like that. They're a decent side. They're not... They're premiership whipping boys, but I think within this Challenge Cup, they are a decent side. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I have to say, of all the teams in the Challenge Cup, they've got to be the team, I think, that's going to least give a shit about this tournament. You know, at the end of the day, the premiership have has... Have you heard of Stade Francais? Stade Francais won it last year, mate. That's true. <laughs> they uh, just don't care about their trips to Russia. Exactly. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, the premiership has relegation, and the Pro 14 doesn't. And London Irish know that they're in a dogfight with Worcester to stay in that premiership. And for a lot of the, for, for that club, they're moving to their new stadium next year in Brentford. They've got to stay in the premiership. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it'll be good to see some of the Scottish players. I think, uh, obviously, Blair Cowan, we've mentioned. Tonks, I saw on the team sheet, was meant to have been playing 12 at the weekend, which I don't think I've ever seen him play before. I've seen him play 10 and 15. Was that a, B- was that a BBC team sheet? Yeah. Because the BBC team sheet had um, Adam Hastings packing down at eight for um, Glasgow against the Cheetahs. Cool. Sweet. So, <laughs> good st- who, good st- who knows? Who, who knows? Um, Gordy Reid's not been getting much game time. I'm not, I'm not sure if he's injured, actually. I, haven't I, don't, seen, I don't know. I haven't seen anything about him. Yeah, neither have I, actually. Um, we'll have to check in on Gordy. Gordy, if you're listening, let us know if you're all right. Yeah, and then they actually had the young guys, Scott Steele, the Scottish nine, yeah. was on the bench at the weekend. So it'd be interesting to see if they give him a run out um, again in the yeah. in the Challenge Cup. It will be interesting. We're recording this on Tuesday night, obviously, so we haven't seen any of the teams or anything like that. So we'll, we will get those out on social media and stuff like that when we have them, I would imagine, for a Saturday kickoff on Thursday. Good. Um, so yeah, that's Edinburgh, but let's get to the big one that everyone is talking about. And I mean literally everyone. People are talking about this being the tie of the round. This is not just a Scottish rugby, you know, th- something that everyone's looking forward to. Glasgow against um, Exeter, 7.30 Saturday night at Sandy Park. This is, this is a hell of a fixture. It is. Before we start, go on. Then. what do you think the odds of Glasgow winning their pool are? And what do you think the order of that pool is in terms of what the bookies are giving out? So what the book, so it's Exeter, Glasgow, Leinster and Montpellier. So you want yeah. an order. Exeter, Montpellier, Leinster, Glasgow probably? So Glasgow are at the bottom. It goes Leinster, Leinster 6 to 4, I think Montpellier 5 to 2, Exeter 7 to 2. And then Glasgow were fourteen to one. Forty to to win the pool. To win the pool, fourteen. And to that's one. odds. That's odds today. Yeah, it's on old oddschecker.com. There's value there. I think there's unbelievable value there. We'll have to bring back Alan Sure thing, won't we? Yeah, I know. We'll um, have to do that. Um, wow, I. I mean, I understand it. Leinster are European beasts, and they no squad in the Pro 14 manages that the sort of demands of Europe better than they do. Um, yeah, so but they're not they're not as strong as they were. Okay, they're not as strong as they were. Exeter, are, look, Exeter are champions of England. I get that, but I think they are a team that Glasgow could 
could have a chance against. I think, they've got, I think they've got a very good chance against them. And finally, with Montpellier, whilst obviously they do have Vern Cotter in and they've got all these players, they're still an absolute joke away from home. Yeah, and they are they're third in the top 14 currently, so they're not you know running away with it. No, I th- the last two away games, they've been like pretty heavy. They've got beaten by Stade Foncay in Paris this weekend, and two I think it was two or three weeks ago, they got absolutely pumped by someone like La Rochelle away yeah. from home. So, so what do you think Glasgow... Oh, let's talk about this game before we talk about gaming the yeah. pool. Should we talk <laughs> about... Um, we had one of our followers on Twitter. Thanks a lot for getting in touch. We have some of the smartest fans out there. Scott Beattie was asking, here's a question for you guys. Can the Glasgow pack stand up to the Exeter 8? I have my doubts. And yeah. this is a guy after our own hearts. Should Big Brian be added for size? Yeah, that's a good starting point for us. So what do you reckon? That's a great starting point. I think when we look back at probably the four most disappointing games of last year, they would probably be, well, any of the Munster games. So three, three Munster games and the Saracens game. Three Munster <laughs> games, the Saracens game, and then I was actually going to say the, probably the France and England Six Nations games. Yeah, definitely. Where I think whilst... There's a lot of things that went wrong. I think the key difference was just our pack. Our, our, our eight just could not handle the size and intensity of the packs all those all those four teams had. Completely agree. Um, and I think actually Exeter, in terms of pack, probably got a similar pack to Munster. Not not a lot of huge standout names in the in the front five, but just like a real big solid unit. And then just really athletic, powerful, big back rows. Don yeah, Armand. Don Armand. Dave Ewers, Sam Simmons. Sam Simmons is an absolute joke. He's not a number eight. He's he's like a winger. He's so quick. Yeah, he's the an... The try he scored last weekend against Newcastle was... He had no business being scoring that. Um, I agree. And, you know, you talk about Don Armand. That's, but how about this, though? Callum Gibbons, is he the man that can slightly tip that back towards... Um, Glasgow's favourite because I think if you looked at that back row last year you would have thought maybe not with Strauss but maybe the way Gibbons has been playing um, you would expect Ryan Wilson as captain will um, will start who do you reckon will start at six? They'll put Ash at six Ash at six so that's big that's quite a that is quite a meaty back row it is big um, I think it'd be interesting to see what they do with the front five I think Fraser Fraser Brown took a really big hop big hop big hit at the uh, at the weekend, and it'd be interesting to see whether he, whether he comes back. It'd be a it's, big step up for George Turner. Well, that's 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 the thing, isn't it? And also, especially because you're going to have Z- your chances are you're going to have Xander Ferguson and Jamie Batty in the front row with whoever plays hooker. And whilst I think they're both actually really really awesome in the loose, they're still struggling at scrum time. Yeah, the Glasgow scrum hasn't really been dominant. I think I, I remember a couple of dominant scrums in the Ospreys game, but across the board not really no. on top of opponents and you've got the real fear of them being at Sandy Park just getting pinged by uh, Steenson in their own half and just that pack just sort of bulldozing them and especially with Brown and Turner just not being the greatest line out throwers if both set pieces crumble a bit like they did in the first half against the Cheetahs you know extra aren't the Cheetahs yeah. they're going to be gone by half time definitely um, and so I, I, I think you know, I think it's great. I think it's a great test. I think it'd be good to see a how Ryan Wilson performs as captain, whether Adam Ash is as good as we think he can be, and whether Calum Gibbons actually is as good as we think. And 
it is the, it is the first big test because it is kind of the thing like you know we've won six from six but it, it is in the pro 14 there's been a couple of um, giveaway games in there the welsh teams have not been as strong as we would expect them to be that is not the best ospreys team there's ever been and it wasn't the greatest monster team that's ever it been. it wasn't the greatest monster team that's ever been so there is some interesting questions to be to be asked exeter have been going all right they've been going pretty well actually in the premiership yeah they're definitely top two yeah, definitely and um but jack Nowell, england and lions um winger injured yeah so he he's out which is which is huge but actually. henry slade is playing out of his absolute skin yeah, Henry Slade is v sweet. <laughs> he is very, very. Um, that, that that midfield, Exeter's midfield, could be an area where they could get a little bit of uh, get on top of Glasgow. What do you think? They're kind of like relatively similar midfields, though. Like n- n- none of them. Well, actually, sorry. Discounting Slade, most of sort of the centres at both Glasgow and Exeter aren't like superstars. They're yeah, all like true. super solid, like. Dunbar, Greg, Johnson. I've completely forgotten what any of the extra centres are called. Witten. Witten, yeah. He's the Irish guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see, sort of, a, I think it'll be a real physical contest around sort of that 12 channel. Um, I know going back to that guy's second point, I think you've got to bring in Brian. So you got to, you would start Brian in the second row? Just yeah. to, to shore it up, give that bit of size? Yeah. And I, I don't know who you part, partner Jim with. Jim Hamilton technique. I think it's the Jim Hamilton technique. Just I think bring in a big lump. If if you're gonna have Xander Ferguson and Batty, then I think you've got to you've got to have as much size in that row as possible. So what you have Johnny Gray. I think if Johnny Gray's fit enough. You have him and him and Big Brian. Him and Big Brian, Cummings on the bench. Yeah, I think Cummings is good to come on come on with sort of twenty five minutes to go. It will be interesting. It will be interesting to see whether Brian gets that. That would be a big responsibility for him, I think. He's not always played the big, big games. No, he hasn't. But I, I just... We've been giving away penalties at scrum time. And I think you've, if you go in with a lightweight front five, you're basically giving up about six or nine points yep. from the start of the game. Um, and so I think it's kind of... I, I think putting big Brian on the pitch ahead of a Cummings or a Swinson takes away something in loose. But I think it's something you've kind of just got to have to do and just hope that sort of like your Ashes and Wilson can kind of give you enough around the park. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really hoping that Ryan Wilson has one of those games where you, you, you begin to think, actually, you know, he is pretty good. Because I, <laughs> I, I still have my reservations about the guy. I, I completely agree. I, I, still, I, still don't, I still don't think... You know, he's played well, again, in a couple of Six Nations games and a couple of Glasgow games, but in those real big, big Champions Cup games, big Six Nations games, I, I think he's actually flattered to deceive. Yeah, I, can, I completely agree. And I think, yeah, he's been given the captaincy for a reason. This is a massive test for him. Dave Rennie's put a huge amount of faith in him. So I think we're going to see. I'm excited. Saturday night, that is a hell of a game. Yeah, I know. What, what time's kickoff? 7.30, I think, BT Sport. There you go. So your Saturday night is sorted. That is literally my Saturday night sorted. Yeah, my know. girlfriend's away. Can't wait. Oh, I'm so jealous. Oh, it's going to be so great. <laughs> I'm going to have to manage that. Um, right, shall we do a couple of predictions then? Yeah. I think that's all. We've covered all, all business, haven't we? Yes, we have. I think we've covered all, all the business. One quick quiz question for you. Oh, go on then, a quiz on my own. There was a couple of academy players, but at the start of the 07-08 season, 10 years ago, there was one 
Glasgow player in that pro squad who's still in the pro squad. Who's still there today. He's still there today. Harley and Pat McArthur were in the academy. I think Rui Jackson was around the kind of like academy setup. But there's one player who had a pro contract and he has actually dramatically switched positions since he got his first pro contract back in the day. He's still in the books. Richie Vernon? Richie Vernon. Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all dream of a team of Richie Vernons. Mate, Richie Vernon could play every position and Scotland would win the Six Nations. Yeah, we'd be all set. <laughs> we'd be all set. That is a good um, quiz thing. Actually, before we move on to predictions, there's one other thing. An event going on at um, Boromir this weekend. Boromir versus Hoyk. They play for the Hugh McMaster um, Trophy. It's in memory of Hugh McMaster. Scotland under 21's cap and he's a Boromir player. And he was a local Hoyk boy. Um, and uh, he sadly lost his life about 12 years ago now. So they play the game every year. Um, Barmere versus Hoyk. Get down there um, at Megatland. Um, I think there's a lunch on and charity. Um, you can give your money to Marie Curie um, to support the uh, the centre which he spent his uh, his last few days in. So really good cause. Great stuff from the guys at Barmere and Hoyk for putting that on. Predictions. I think one team will win, and I don't know which one. That's a really... T- I know it's a really terrible... I'm not sure that's a prediction. My, one team will win a game. My heart says Glasgow, my head says Exeter. You, I think if I, was, if I was putting money on it, I would put my money on Exeter to win. They are English champions at home, and they've never performed in Europe. This is, I think this is their big season in Europe. It is an extremely... Very, very difficult first game of the of the of the Champions Cup for Glasgow, but okay. Since you're picking Exeter, I'm going to take Glasgow. There you go. I think they haven't really shown. They haven't clicked yet. They haven't. This, this weekend they're going to click. This is it. All right. Sandy Park. It's going to be another Leicester Tigers at Welford Road last year when we put forty. <laughs> maybe not forty points, but I think it is going to be. I think the Glasgow star is going to continue to rise. I think they're going to. They're going to pick up a win. It'll be tight. I reckon a Glasgow win by less than five points. I, I don't think it's a bad prediction. I think the only, the, there's only one one team in England that I don't think Glasgow can beat, and that's Saracens. Yeah. Um, How good are they looking? Oh, God, they're too good. They're too good. Um, but, and I think we could could be extra. I just think you've got to be pragmatic. This is extra. I think if we get a losing bonus point, I think we've got to take that. That is a good, that losing could be a point, good outcome. Lose bonus point would be great. And then you've got to think, you got to, I, I think you've got to back Glasgow to win them, uh, win their games at Scotland though. Well, th- well, this is the thing is you've got extra away, Leinster at home, Montpellier at home. That's your first three games. And you want to come out with two wins. Two wins out of that, definitely, yeah. And then you can ho- beat Leinster at the RDS. And then you're hoping by that point that Montpellier have already lost two of their away games and have given up. That is what we're hoping, isn't that, it? That's, that's what you're hoping for. Um, okay, good, fine. So we think you think Exeter close win. I think Glasgow close win. What about Edinburgh, London Irish? Um, I think London London Irish win by by ten. I think especially if Jimmy Johnson's out, that back line just doesn't really to be appear to have much bite in it at the moment. I am minded to agree with you. I think Edinburgh will will get close, but I just don't think they'll quite get it. But then again, you know, we don't know what's going on in Nick Kennedy's mind when he's thinking of his team. We could see London Irish kids on Saturday, to be honest. Yeah, no, I agree. And a full-strength Edinburgh team, as as it it is. Taking his full-strength through full-strength, I think you've got to take London Irish. 
just about. I don't think Edinburgh are miles away, but you know, they're they're good enough to beat them on the if they can find the sort of performance that they had against Cardiff Blues at the beginning of the season or, or um, Challenge Cup last year. Challenge Cup last year. Remember the Harlequins game at Murrayfield. Or you know the Heineken Cup for 2009. If they can find <laughs> that sort of form, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? What a year that was! What a year that was! Um, right. Well, we will be back next next week. We will be. Um, Hopefully, picking over the bones of two big Scottish victories. I've got, I've got a, I've got a issue that I want to bring up next week. Next week, yeah. Are you going to do a little preview now, or is that just a little tease? I'm, I'm, what does Gregor Townsend do all week? That is a really good question. Like I, we'll go, we'll go into it. But we try and find out. I'm, I, I'd love to know. He's literally got two games to watch. <laughs> yeah, what does he spend his time doing? Just probably just like feet up, just playing PlayStation and the that's SAU. Why, that's why he wanted the Scotland job. He was tired of it. He was tired of a six day, seven day week. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll have a little we'll, thing. We'll talk, we'll talk about that. We'll see if we can find some, uh, see if we can get Gregor on. <laughs> oh, that'd be punchy. Well, we'll ask for him. Yeah. Gregor, if you're listening, as with you, Ali, <laughs> come onto the pod whenever you want. Thanks a lot for another week, guys. Um, get us on um, Twitter at ThistleRugbyPod, Instagram at Thistle understroke rugby understroke pod um, and get yourself onto iTunes five star review, please. Um, and we will see you next week. Come on, Edinburgh. Come on, Glasgow. Come on, the boys. Let's do it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.